0: You're listening to The Cut to the Corn podcast. I'm Aaron, that's Nolan. How
1: are you doing today, Nolan? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh We're coming off a victory. Um, and I was not expecting said victory.
0: Yeah. So, I'm
1: feeling I'm feeling pretty good. It had been almost a year since Nebraska had won a
0: football game, but in terms of a calendar, a calendar year almost, but they pulled it off. And that partially has to do with COVID, obviously, but they they Pulled her out. Penn State uh, really moved the ball pretty well, but Nebraska just came in clutch in the red zone a lot, went in 30-23. Uh, special teams and defense coming up big with some big plays.
1: Uh, what did you What did you see from Nebraska that you really liked? Oh, there was a, a couple things that I thought that they did really well that game um, that we hadn't seen so far this year. Um, to start off, I think that the defense really showed their true colors. Um, you know, I think that they played okay against Ohio State, and I think they played well enough to win the game against Northwestern. Um, but they really came in clutch against Penn State here. Um, Penn State, you know, um, they they reached the red zone six times, were only able to come out with 13 points. So, obviously, that's not good. That's almost the same thing that we were kind of head-scratched about last week. Um, and that's going to be something that they're going to be, you know, really mad about. Um, but you know, that, that does kind of tell you something though, because they were about two, three plays from, you know, scoring 45 points on this, um, because, you know, they were closed so many times and they just couldn't get the job done in the red zone a lot of times. Um, so that is kind of worrisome that they were able to just drive the ball, what it seemed like about every drive, unless we got a turnover. Um, and we couldn't really get them to punt super early. And that's, that, that was pretty effective by the time of possession. It was, uh uh thirty six minutes twenty four seconds for penn state twenty three to thirty six for nebraska so obviously that's not very good um it's just giving the other team a lot more opportunities to score um but our defense just you know got the job done when they needed to um and then another thing I liked was the d b play uh this was far and away the best game I think that they've played all year. Um, Mark Dismuke with 15 tackles and a tackle for loss. Deontay Williams, three tackles, a sack, force fumble, and touchdown. But then also the cornerbacks coming through. Cam Taylor-Britt, great job defending Jahan Dotson. Um, he came into the game um, with 361 yards receiving on 21 receptions, and, you know, CTB held him to two catches for 27 yards. Um, and he also had a pick on top of it, which, you know, that might have been a poorly thrown ball by the absolute goat that I wish they would have kept in the game because I think it would have been a 60-point game if they would have. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then DiCaprio Budo also had a solid game. I mean, he wasn't mentioned much, but, you know, when you're a cornerback, that's a good thing. You don't want your name mentioned. He had one pass breakup, solid game overall, not really um, anything too crazy that he let up. You know, just he did his job well.
0: Well, something I want to point out, uh, I've been harping on all season. It's been a crutch uh, for this team all year, finally won the turnover battle. It was two to two last week. It was two zero going into halftime. Nebraska had two first half turnovers against Northwestern, then turned it over twice in the second half. This time, uh, able to get a scoop and score, which really was the difference in the game. Yeah. The biggest play of the game, if you ask me. And then an interception that was returned, what like forty yards, mm-hmm. set up a field goal. More. So ten points off of turnovers. Uh I don't I'm not really sure what what happened after our turnover but after the Luke uh, interception but I don't think it was it was too costly and I mean one turnover, you know, I mean it's part of the game. It'll happen. Uh anything under two turnovers that I think you take and penalties, only five penalties for less than 40 yards. Especially if
1: you're in Nebraska football, you will take that any day of the week.
0: It's almost like if you eliminate silly mistakes like preventable mistakes it helps you like win games
1: seems like you start to win football games (laughs) if that happens but um yeah you know that was that was evident on Saturday um the the pick that Luke threw wasn't really too much of his fault packet pocket just kind of collapsed uh lineman just you know didn't give him enough time I think he got hit by three people at the same time uh you know it just just ball kind of went in the air and you know uh right to a Penn State guy so it wasn't really his fault um like like Bondo like you said We'll take one turnover whenever we can, especially when we have our quarterbacks run for 20 yards a game. Uh, we'll take that whenever. You know, we, the, the offense that we run, you got to find the little wins. And the little wins are um, not having your quarterback get hurt when he runs the ball so many times a game, turnovers, and penalties. And then the fact that we won all three of those um, against Penn State on Saturday kind of just proved why we won that game, even though we got outrushed by 200 yards.
0: And actually we had one of the penalties actually helped us. Uh, where Connor Colt missed the the field goal, and uh, we got to retry it, and we made it, but uh, it's nice to have a kicker that consistently knocked the ball through. Yeah, that's the most Nebraska thing
1: ever that um, we, up until this year, we were terrified about 25-yard field goals, and they were not automatic, and this year they look to be pretty dang good. I mean, he hasn't really had a long kick. Um mm-hmm. he missed one, I think, forty yarder around there, but mm-hmm. you know, he hasn't really had anything over forty two yards, I don't think. Um, which I mean kind of stinks because that means our offense is putting Stalling a lot leaving it. a lot of points there. But um also, yeah, it's just a lot of points we missed out on last year and um it was evident this week. I mean, close game, every point that you can get matters and uh if you know, if we would have missed one of those, then Penn State might have changed their game plan up and they might have only needed you know, a field goal going into the last drive instead of a touchdown, and then, boom, we're going overtime after that. Um, but, yeah, it, it, Connor Cole did his job really well on Saturday. Thank thank God for whoever uh, had the false start penalty. But it's nice to have a good kicker that can actually kick, you know, 30, 35-yard field goals.
0: Well, and so the offense obviously uh, did some good things, less than 300 yards. But like you mentioned before, Penn State really had the ball mm-hmm. a lot. Um, what are what are some positives you took away from the offense? Obviously some young guys touching the ball there. What did you see?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that one of the best things about our offense was um, how Scott seemed to uh, listen to people and kind of understood where their complaints were, and it seemed like he patched them all up. Not only was it just McCaffrey playing, it was the young guys playing, and it was putting Wandell out running back. Um, That was a big game changer. We weren't getting Wandell the ball enough. You know, even though he didn't have the most crazy stat line of all time, he only had 16 carries for 60 yards. Doesn't seem like a whole lot, but, man, were there times where, you know, he just uh, fought a couple extra yards or, you know, converted on that third and X and uh, really kept our drives going. And he's just a tough ball carrier, a tough guy to um, tackle. And he's a tough guy to even get to in the first place. And the fact that he only had seven touches going into this game was um, just not good. And I think Scott Frost realized that, got on the ball more. And, you know, the possibilities are endless with Wandel. They said that he wasn't really even taking snaps at running back at practice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they just they put him in there for the game. And, you know, it it, it was like lights out, basically. He just picked it up so quickly. Um, it just shows right. you kind of the guy that Wandel is. Yeah. Um, Something else I liked, you know, just McCaffrey and his steadiness during the game. He didn't really have many times where, um, you know, we'd seen the past where our quarterback would have a great drive and then he'd have a bad drive and then a great drive and then a bad drive, Um, you know, where you miss one or two of these throws, mess up a read or something like that. That's the drive. It's going to stall out there. And, you know, it was just consistency that we saw on McCaffrey's end. Um, He was able to put together these um, – long you know productive drives um second half wasn't as productive as you know we would have hoped but um you scott Frost, even admitted a little bit that he might have been a little too um a little too conservative too conservative on the play yeah. calling in the second half which i would agree with but you know overall xavier betts getting the handoff or i guess the shovel pass um shows how freaking fast that guy is that guy is a lightning bolt and he's hard to tackle um but, yeah, I thought, we, I thought we blocked okay this game considering the talent that Penn State has. It was mm-hmm. all right. The young guys really got out there, showed what they could do. McCaffrey um, showed to us again what he can do. But, yeah, that's what I liked from the offense.
0: And, you know, just in general, I don't know, the last time we beat a preseason top 10 team, and obviously they're not a top <laughs> 10 team, but a, a preseason top 10 team goes down at the hands of Nebraska. And obviously Correct. there's a lot of things, you know, we could improve on what are some things that you know you can kind of nitpick a little bit obviously we got a win for the first time 2020 but Mm -hmm. you know what are some things looking forward you know if we want to beat the iowas of the world you know what are we gonna have to do
1: yeah like i said uh, i think we let off the gas a little too early we only threw six pass attempts in the second half um and we only had four drives because they just expected the run about every time and uh when when we passed it they just seemed to cover it well they made pretty good second half adjustments but for the most part, we just seemed pretty one-dimensional on offense. It seemed like we would just go run, run, pass about every possession. Um, you know, maybe sprinkle a pass in on second down, but they basically expected run on first down, eighty percent that it was going to be a run on second down, and then if it's more than third and five, they knew we were going to throw the ball. So you know, it was just I, I don't want to see the, us let up on the gas anymore. Um, I think that that's some you know Scott Frost can learn from. I think he understood that. That you know, up 21 on a on a team in the Big Ten, isn't is never enough, um, especially when it's halftime. Um, defense, like I said earlier, I think they could have uh, played a little better. They they lacked um, those three and outs, which you know mm-hmm. made them super tired and didn't. Not only does it make them super tired because they have to be on the field longer, but it also gives our offense less chances just because they're on the field for longer. Um, when you know when we're only on the field for 33 percent of the time, uh, offensively, we're just not going to have the amount of time to you know take these chances, take these shots, have the have the opportunity to go down and score.
0: Then the rhythm aspect of it too, just mm-hmm. not being on the field for you know five six minutes at a time. And, I mean, I think the problem in the second half, it was a combination of, I mean, just the offense, you know, not converting first downs and the defense, you know, giving up a lot of third down conversions. I think Penn State was almost about 50% through the whole game on third down. Brasco's four for 12, uh, obviously not ideal there. 501 total yards, but, you know, they made plays when they had to. Uh, Penn State did find a lot of running lanes, a lot, especially with their backup quarterback, And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State, you know, wins three or four more games with this backup quarterback. I think he's probably a better option. It kind of looked like a similar scenario we were in where you had a guy that started for a whole year um, and maybe wasn't quite performing like you'd hoped he would. Uh, So then they went to the backup, number seven backup. We know all about that. We were calling for the Luke McCaffrey uh, start. You know, he came through. Penn State really controlled the game in the second half though it seemed like i mean they had the ball for i'd venture to say at least 20 minutes in the second half but then again we protected the ball with a lead which is a huge key and uh, i know xavier bett scores touchdown and he, you have down here cade warner <laughs> dropped a touchdown uh you know bless his heart but uh you know that could have been four more points on the board uh, and through three games, we looked this up before, and you mentioned we don't have a receiver over 100 yards or a running back over 100 yards rushing. Some, some, some things going to have to change. Some people need to step up there, definitely. And mm-hmm. uh, anything else you want to add about things, you know, maybe we should improve on, some things that really were concerning maybe, or
1: anything else? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to keep on seeing these young guys more um, you know, I think mm-hmm. Cade's a good football player. I think Falla got open, um, had a catch this weekend as well, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to see, uh, you know, Cade drop his head or anything. It doesn't look like it. He retweeted a tweet about, um, his dropped catch and like how he, like, it's gotta be caught. He retweeted it and like, so that kind of shows like the accountability that he has. Um, you know, he's a great dude and he's, he's going to learn from it. And I think, you know, the best is still ahead of him. Um
0: he's not going to make excuses. That's certainly no.
1: something you want want to see.
0: You don't want someone, you know, holding themselves to a lower standard. You know, he he admitted it. He knew he should have caught the ball. Mm-hmm. Um which is something you love to see and is is really a growth and leadership type uh, yeah. Attitude. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but it's just something that I want to see in the future. Is I, I, we have yet to see our breakout players so far. I mean, after the Northwestern game, it's a, it, we were thinking maybe Fleming's going to get the majority yeah. of targets. And then this game, uh, you know, now, then we were thinking like Wandell might be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, we, Don't have that breakout receiver, that number one guy that we can just have it on every play and is a super reliable guy. Um, You know, I'm hoping going into Illinois, they try to figure that out, and someone kind of guides his way above the rest. That was what we were kind of hoping Omar Manning would uh, be this season. You know, he Mm -hmm. wasn't out there for that game, which is super unfortunate. Uh, There's been, you know, reports or whatever about him not practicing with the team. Don't really want to talk about that until anything's confirmed because it's just gibberish right now. But, um, yeah, we, we split everything up into the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the only thing we I personally have for the ugly is uh, Omar Manning right now and uh, just hoping that he gets back on the field because, you know, he has so much talent. He's one of the, um, you know, craziest ball hawks I've seen film-wise from a JUCO receiver ever. Um, and he just seems like he would be our clear and away guy that we could throw to at any time during a game Um, and not having him out there is hurting us Um, so Mm -hmm. that would be my only ugly is you know not having someone like Omar Manning that was hyped up this whole off season supposed to you know help us on offense and just not seeing him in the first three games
0: right and so moving on here to close things up here for the penn
1: state review you got uh you
0: got some players of the game for
1: us oh yeah um so first we're obviously going to give one out to deontay williams um not only did he uh have that strip sack touchdown but that just changed the game he had strong coverage all game number two we're going to give it to xavier Betts for that touchdown um you know hopefully that that uh, kind of boosts the offensive coordinators and everyone in charge of play calling, um, you know, to give them some more snaps because they're like, oh, crap, he just ran outran three of Penn State's, you know, speediest secondary guys. Um, so, yeah, I think hopefully him and getting his first college career touchdown. Um, that'll give him more snaps in the future. And then number three, I'm going to curveball and not say Luke McCaffrey, but I'm actually going to say Connor Culp, just because we haven't been able to have a, a field goal kicker that's consistent. Like I said earlier, and it just feels so nice to have a kicker that goes three for three and just putting them through the uprights every time.
0: All right. Well, who'd you say for the first one?
1: Ty Tyron, or no, I said Deontay Williams. Deontay Williams. Okay. Yeah, sorry.
0: I'm gonna give for my first one. I'm gonna do five players. Actually, I'm gonna do the Jesus offensive Christ. line.
1: You're, are you? What are you, Mike Riley, giving <laughs> everyone a gold star? The
0: offensive line. Uh, you know, we don't have the best offensive line of the Big Ten, but it's good enough to win football games, and that's something you couldn't really say in the last few years. And you could tell uh, a bit of a difference. Obviously, like you talked about, the one you know near sack that t- turned out to be an interception. You know, there, there's still some kinks to work out, but uh, overall protected Luke pretty well. Um, and then I'll give one to Luke McCaffrey. He had a 75 uh, quarterback rating, which was better than both of Penn State's quarterbacks who were both under 40. Um, he averaged 7.2 yards per uh, pass, which is actually, you know, right around the Big Ten average uh, versus I think we were averaging about uh, five yards per pass before this game. Uh, And then I'll also give one to Cam Taylor-Britt for returning an interception and setting us up for a field goal that, you know, really changes the complexion of the game when you look at it at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, being up by four versus seven uh, is a huge deal. You know, hopefully we start converting those into into touchdowns in the future. But overall, uh, good performance by the defense. You know, offense and defense both did some good things and some things to work on. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up the – comments on the first win Nebraska.
1: this just felt so good just doing the podcast after the northwestern game last week just felt sluggish because it just felt like we were rambling on about the same stuff every week (laughs) um which which is true and it just felt you know just depressing because it was nebraska football over and over and over again and it's just it was just getting stale um to me and so you know this mean wins a lot uh wait this win means a lot there we go um just not for the program, but also for the people in Nebraska tweet out earlier, but um, Greg Sharp and Matt Davison, you could just see in their or hear in their voices during the game that they were actually having fun watching Nebraska football again and uh, announcing it, and it was just something you could tell. They were just ticked off about. They were, they were um, you know, not happy with Nebraska football the way it's been the last five years, and, um, you know, it was nice to see them uh, f- sounding like they were calling a great game and, um, like they were having fun calling as well. I it, mm-hmm. it hasn't heard like they've or it hasn't sounded like they've had fun calling a game in about five years. From listening <laughs> to it, but that was the true raw emotion of a Nebraska fan was what Greg and Matt were um, calling on Saturday, and you know hopefully we go out there and make it two straight against against Illinois.
0: Well, that'll do it for uh, this recap of Nebraska's first win of the twenty twenty season. Uh, if you missed it, Nebraska won thirty to twenty three, holding off Penn State's. Last-second attempt there at the end in the red zone. I'm Aaron. That's Nolan. Thanks for listening to the Cut to the Corn podcast. Oh. Stay safe out there, folks.
1: Oh. Oh. Oh.